Welcome to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. My name is Amanda Fisher, the Cashflow Queen and author of Unscramble Your Numbers. Welcome to episode 25 of the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. Today I want to talk about integrity in numbers. And the reason I've chosen this topic today is I had a situation that arose in the last few days where someone had committed to sharing the cost of a purchase with me. And it's taken some time to get the costings through so we know exactly how much it is and having finally got the costings I sent a message to say that I wanted to you know information details of entity and email address so I could send the invoice for the for their share of the cost only to get a message back to say that no um I can't do it now I'm gonna have to hold off and and I sat back and thought, where's the integrity in that? You make a commitment to do something and then because you change your mind for whatever reason, you don't notify the other person that you've changed your mind and just pull out of your agreement. And I thought about it in terms of what we see with numbers all the time. If we've got clients or customers who haven't paid their invoice and you chase them up and they say, yes, no, no problem, look, I'm really, whatever the reason was, I'm sorry, or they don't even apologize, some do, some don't, I'll pay you next week, or or in the old days, I'll put a check in the mail, or the check is already in the mail, and yet none of that's true. We make these commitments, but we don't ever believe that we're committed. It's that offhand, oh yeah, I'll pay you next week, when you know full well that the, that Either you won't, or the chances are high that you won't, and you might. It really bugs me, because we've got our word, and if we don't believe in our word, what have we got? What are we doing as a society where our word means nothing? I know, you know, the days of, of doing big deals on a handshake are gone. Because now the chances are something, someone will say, no, that wasn't what I meant or that wasn't what I thought or it wasn't what was intended. And, you know, before you know it, you're in court. You've got a legal battle on your hands. Everything we do is based on our words. You know, I can't quite remember the quote, but it's about the words are our, our thoughts are our words and our words are our actions and our actions are our habits and it's that's a whole string that one falls after the other but I think what's really important is what we think and what we say to ourselves the thoughts we say internally the words we say externally that's what happens so if you say I'll pay next week when you know you're not going to and your mind is saying, I'm not going to pay it next week, 
You know you've got no intention of paying it, but you've told the other person that you're going to. So what can we do to improve that so that we can use that to get cash flow in more quickly when people are using these type of excuses or saying that they're going to pay at a certain time frame and then fail to deliver? For me, a lot of that is around having good communication, keeping those communication lines open and being regularly in touch and and dealing with it in a nice and friendly manner, which I might add is how I thought I had conducted this other matter. To me, it's a broken promise uh, and it's a commitment that hasn't been fulfilled. It wasn't for a lot of money. It was it was really small amount of money, so it's it's not an issue. But it's it's the principle that that gets me. And it's rife. And I think the best thing is when you're when you've got clients or customers who are struggling to pay the bills, to be regularly talking to them. And one of the tricks that I've used quite successfully many, many times is when the bill is large for them, is tell them that you'll accept small amounts every week or fortnight or month and allow them to feel that they can pay it off in smaller chunks because I think a lot of people look at the quantum of an invoice and think I don't have the money to pay that so the little bills get paid and they keep thinking oh when I've got enough money when I accumulate enough money I'll be able to pay that in full but what's often a lot better is to pay a little bit every week and I recall quite a few years ago a client was in some financial difficulty had a number of people that they the business owed money to, me as their accountant, I was one of them, and and there were various other suppliers and and people that you know they had bills with. And they lived really frugally. So it wasn't that they had been extravagant and wasted money, but they had yeah, you know, they got themselves into a bit of a pickle, I think. Uh they had a couple of months where maybe he wasn't able to work or there was something happened that kind of put them in that situation and what they did with some help from an advisor was we looked at how much money was regularly coming in each month it was basically basically an employee sort of a contractor but it was on a fairly fixed contract it wasn't fixed but fairly we had a fair idea of how much money would come in every month and looked at every single amount that was outstanding and because it was a monthly amount that basically was paid, they, it was a monthly contractor invoice they issued and got paid monthly. So we looked at how much they owed everybody and discussed with all their suppliers and put in place and every month a small amount was paid off everybody. So some got $50 a month, some got 100 a couple might have got a couple of hundred. But over time... They chipped away at it, chipped away at it, and they slowly paid everything off. And these were a lovely couple full of integrity and honesty and high values of doing the right thing. And there was no way that they wanted to not pay their their bills. There was that was just not not even a consideration. It was always how can we do this? 
And the beauty for everybody that owed, they owed money to was they knew they were getting a, mu- a chunk of money in every week, every month. Sorry, every month. It was monthly, that one. And it worked really, really well. Every time, without fail, the amount came in every month to everybody and some of the bills were paid off more quickly. Some took a bit longer. But after a period of time, they finally got out of the woods and were able to then start to yeah, be a little less frugal at home and, and start to think about perhaps having a week away up the coast or somewhere nearby. It wasn't expensive, but actually having a week's holiday somewhere and started to you know, have that little bit extra to enjoy life. But because everybody was paying, no one jumped up and down. No one was about to take debt collection action and put the business into liquidation or take any legal action. And I think that's one of the big things. If you look at it and if you owe your suppliers, look at how you can pay a little bit off every month or week or fortnight, whatever works in your cash flow and pay a little bit off. And at the same time, if you've got your customers or clients who are not, who have outstanding invoices, give them that opportunity. You know, if there's a bill for three and a half thousand dollars and you're $500 a month for seven months, then it's paid off. You know, like let them do it in smaller chunks because I think sometimes those bigger chunks are just too big. And that brings to mind something I did a long time ago in an accounting practice when I first went out into sole practice in the early 1990s was unheard of in the industry at the time, but I spoke to my clients and said to them that I wanted to put their fees on a monthly, monthly fee. So we would identify what the work would be for the next 12 months, what the basic standard work would be, put a fee on it, divided that by 12, and they paid on a monthly amount. A few of them paid quarterly, that were smaller, kind of that worked for a few, but mostly was on a monthly invoice and they loved it because you know finding that $500 a month or 400 or 1000 a month is a lot bigger than finding 3000 5000 12000 in one hit and it's a similar thing to what I used to advise with clients for superannuation in Australia where we had the limit of well, at one point we had a higher limit. We had a limit of 50000 And I'd say, put $4,000 a month away. Because $4,000 a month, assuming you've got a big enough business and you know you are planning to put that 50000 it's not the limit now, but was the limit. Yeah, 4000 a month, it, it disappeared without you thinking about it too hard. But getting to June and trying to find $50,000 in one hit, that was always a problem. So... Look at everything that you pay and how can you try and spread that out a little bit. And on the other side, if it clients and customers, your outstanding invoices, look at what can you do to try and get those perhaps being paid off in smaller chunks if, if you've got people who, for whatever reason, are struggling to pay. Some money is better than no money in your bank account. Of course, the other way is invoicing differently and having money paid up front uh, having credit card authorizations on hand. There's a whole swag of other things to do, but I think the first thing is to discuss it. And then, you know, if, if, if you're on the other side and you're paying invoices off, if you have a month where you are going to skip a beat and miss one, 
tell them. Just talk to them. The number of times I hear things go south and it's because no one talked about it. It's just amazing. But equally, if you commit to do something, you commit to do it, and if you change your mind or are unable to deal with your commitment, I believe it is your responsibility to advise the person or the people, your companies you're dealing with. It's not up to them to chase you for why you didn't do what you said you would do. I think the onus is on you when you make a commitment, if for some reason you, you can't keep it, that it, the, the moment you know that, the onus is on you to let the other parties know. So it's been an interesting little lesson and it's reminded me of a number of clients have done awesome things to deal with how they've done their cash flow. And I think to me it's about integrity, personal integrity, and integrity of the business and your reputation as a business as well, that you do do what you say you're going to do and you, if you make a commitment, you keep it or that you advise as soon as there is an issue with that commitment and make a change to that commitment with agreement and conversation. So I hope that might make you think a little bit differently perhaps about any outstanding invoices you owe and any uh, invoices that your clients or customers owe you and how to handle those to improve your cash flow. Thank you for listening to the Seeing Through the Numbers podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get notifications of upcoming episodes so that you don't miss any. Looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.